Hey, welcome back to She Speaks Life. Today, you are listening to the first episode of a brand new season. I am so super excited about this one as I've got the most amazing guests lined up for you. And if you watch this podcast on YouTube or video Spotify, you'll notice a little bit of a new background for your viewing pleasure. And you'll start to see this background becoming more of an aesthetic podcast studio that I'm super excited about and so if you have not subscribed to my youtube channel there's a link below under the show notes that will send you to jamie elizabeth she speaks life you can hit that subscribe button and you'll be instantly notified with the new faith story that i post okay a little news coming to you is that i am doing a two-day workshop on how to personalize scripture and Bible study. You guys, this was a game changer for me when I found out that I could put my name inside a scripture verse and uh, it just catapulted me into this deeper, more intimate encounter in my quiet time with the Lord. And I would love for you to experience that too. So if you are interested, use my email link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram, Jamie Elizabeth, She Speaks Life. DM me, I'll send you a Zoom link. I feel like Zoom is as close as it's gonna get to being in my living room. It'll be on September 26th and 27th at noon central. And I would love to meet you personally. Say hello and hang out and walk through the word with you. It's going to be so impactful and fun as I've got some giveaways going on. And this is just my ultimate favorite wrapping arms around other women and having these God conversations with them. Okay, let me introduce to you who I have to kick us off for this amazing season. I have Her True Worth leaders, Brittany Mayer and Cassandra Spear. They have a huge global online community that reminds women that their identity and validation is in Christ alone. They are both bestseller authors of Her True Worth and There's Beauty in Your Brokenness, which is what we will be talking about today. This hands down, you guys, was the best conversation. Is for sure one of my ultimate favorites. And I know you'll fall in love with these girls, I'm sure, as much as I did, as we chat about some of the most highly talked about topics that us girls go through when it comes to self-image, not feeling good enough, even some red flag warnings of affirmation addiction and how to even break free from affirmation culture that we see a lot today. And we also chat about how God's love is with us and heals us from past mistakes and pain and how we can trust in God's plan even when it's difficult to understand. You guys, this faith story is so jam-packed with these wisdom nuggets and the goodness and faithfulness of God that I just can't wait any longer. So let's dive into this fabulous combo I have with Brittany and Cassandra. Hello, Britt and Cass. Welcome to She Speaks Life. Thank you for having us, Jamie. We're so excited to be here with you today. Yes, Cass and Britt, I love your community that you guys have started. Uh, For you that's listening, if you don't know yet, they have a community online called Her True Worth. And 
you guys reached like over 5 million like followers. And I just love how you both are encouraging women to know their true worth and that their righteousness is in Christ and in Christ alone. And I love the impact that you guys are making. And whenever I do go on there and I'm scrolling through, it's like something I'm definitely going through. And I know that's the Holy Spirit, you know, like meeting each of us right where we're at. But I'm going, oh, my gosh, it's like you guys know exactly what maybe I'm going through that day. And it just like transforms the like the lie into the truth. And you guys are always speaking truth over the lie. And I think that's so important and essential for us women to constantly be fed that. And we get that through our word, but it's so awesome to see that through our Instagram feeds, our social media outlets, uh, just to remind us that we are um, Christ's daughter and uh, that we stand in that victory. So I would love for us, before we get into how you guys started this community and about your guys' new book and all that, I love to kick us off with what is your favorite scripture verse and why? Go ahead, Britt. Yeah. So I would, first of all, thank you for everything that you just said. It's so encouraging to hear kind of just the, the other side of it, you know, you show up and serve, but it's amazing to be able to hear just the impact that it has. So we appreciate what you just shared. Um, so my favorite scripture, this is kind of my life verse, and there's a lot of reasons why, is Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Um, that scripture has shaped not only me, my walk with God, but it's actually a Bible verse that kind of brought my husband and I together, which is a story in of itself. Um, coming out of the beauty industry and fitness world, um, I was kind of confronted by the fact that I was choosing comfort and value in my flesh and realized my deep need and longing for Jesus and to know my worth in him. And so when I think of, you know, the fact that my flesh and my heart may fail, it will fail. I I am human and he is God. I am not Jesus. And it positions me to be able to rely on him and be able to almost, you know, boast in my weakness, knowing that his strength is made complete in me, that he is my portion and he is enough. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. I read a portion of your personal story on how you're getting your value and worth through what you looked like being yeah. a fitness instructor. And you thought, well, I'm already into fitness, might as well be an instructor. But then it was just became this obsession and yeah. an idol. And I totally get that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. I was uh, you know, determine determining the number on the scale was yeah what I was going to feel that day. And that's just totally wrong. And, um, I finally recovered from that by just writing down who I am in Christ on my scale. Cause it was a, uh, glass, uh, scale. Yeah. Cassie can relate. And I just wrote down, um, who I was in Christ. Uh, you are beautiful. You, your love, you belong, uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, you're God's masterpiece and constantly looking at that instead of the number really helped me. Um, and, and full disclosure, like I'm, um, wearing mismatched shorts because I cannot (laughs) fit into my jean shorts this summer. That's okay. I love the vulnerability and honesty. Yeah, here we are. I'm like, I could tell I my story on that. Totally not matching right now because I need to go to drawstring instead of jean shorts. So it's okay. It's okay. God loves me unconditionally. It's an act of compassion Hi. on your it body. Really is. Yeah. Like, get the right size, man. It is such an act of compassion and like, resilient confidence in Christ. Yeah. Wear the mixed match pants. Wear the yoga pants. (laughs) Yeah. Wear the stretchy. We are wherever the home is where the elastic pants are. (laughs) So I'm currently rocking that and it's all okay. Uh, So Cassie, what is your favorite scripture verse and why? So the scripture that I have clung to ever since I came to know Christ is Psalm 68, 6, which is that God places the solitary into families. It's a, it's a very brief scripture, but it's very powerful for me. Um, I grew up in a very abusive and uh, traumatic background. I was in a non-Christian household, and there was a lot of uh, abandonment, addiction, all of those really rough things. And I've come now, I'm really proud to say that I've come to see my family of origin come to the life-saving knowledge of Christ and recovery and healing. And it's beautiful, but that scripture continues to anchor me all of my days because God has done exactly that. He's been faithful to place me into families that were not blood, but by choice. And I'm very grateful for that, whether it's spiritual or proximity wise, um, having a community of believers that you can call family. It's, it's just the best. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I know I was reading a little bit of your story and your background and how you went back to that hometown and you started getting the flood of feelings back. And I love at the end of the chapter, how you said, uh, God will heal sometimes one wound at a time. And I think that's so important to remember that, uh, we may not fully, you know, overnight have that healing, but it's more of a gradual because he knows he's gentle. He knows Mm -hmm. how much, uh, we can, handle and his healing. He wants us completely healed in that area, probably before we jump to the next one. And, and so not to overwhelm our finite (laughs) minds, but to just gradually heal us over time. So I love how you said that he heals one wound at a time sometimes. So, um, that was so good, uh, for sure. Okay. Now, I want to know how you guys started this incredible online community called Her uh, True Worth. Uh, Is there a little backstory you guys can share here? Yeah. So I, um, as I was explaining earlier, I come from the beauty and fitness industry. Um, That was about 10 years back that I worked in both. 
Um, <clears throat> I had actually met my husband when I was 21 and then we got married when I was 23 and, um, I was born and raised in Michigan. So when we met him and I actually met on Instagram and, um, which is so ironic cause that's yeah. where we do our work. Um, not ironic, right? It's God, but, um, so yeah, so we met on Instagram and actually the Bible verse. So, um, I'm going to try to keep this as brief as I can because there's so much to unpack here. But so that scripture, uh, my husband is the he created the Bible lock screens app. And back when Instagram kind of first came around, he was one of the OG Christian pages on there. And um, this is before I had actually met him. I got an iPhone and I was looking up just different, you know, applications on the app store for you know, Christian Bible verses stuff. This was back before you could edit your own images or create your own stuff. There were, weren't those apps that existed really at that point. So right. I found this app and I just loved it. So then I found myself on Instagram one day trying to figure out how in the world to use a hashtag, which was kind of funny. Like I didn't really know what it was. So I was just doing like the number sign and then like random words like Bible, <laughs> Christ, and just seeing, you know, what pops up, what people are sharing. Um, and I came across the app that I had downloaded. I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. This is the app that I just downloaded. And um, so I followed the account and, you know, left a positive review. Again, I didn't know who was behind it. And then <clears throat> couple days later, I get a follow from my husband. Um, and he, this is back before you don't really approve follows from random strangers back in that day. Like it was a little weird <laughs> to get this request to, to follow me. I'm like, who is this guy? Um, and then I connected the dots that he was the, the person behind Bible lock screens. And so, you know, we were commenting back and forth because DMs were also not around at this time. And so DMs are direct messages, by the way. Um, <laughs> so that was not around at the time. And so him and I kind of just were commenting back and forth. I was just saying how much I loved his app. And he said, um, well, let me send me an e send me your email. I'm going to go ahead and make you a customized lock screen. And he sends me a lock screen with that Bible verse, which was one of the first scriptures in my walk with the Lord at 19 years old, when I gave my life to Christ, I was like one of the first Psalms that just really stood out to me and, and stopped me where I was at. Cause I was in this place where I was living in the world and I was very, very worldly in a really toxic relationship. So that was a really cool little God wink. And then, so I'm sorry, fast forward, we get married. I moved to Indiana and I have no family, no friends. And I kind of felt a little depressed because I didn't have a community there. And um, again, I was in the beauty and fitness industry and I just kind of found myself even more than ever, like grasping for my own worth and being entangled in the shallow messages of, you know, if your makeup is beautiful or your face is perfect or your body is perfect, then only you are worthy. And I believed that lie for many years. Um, I struggled with eating disorders. I really related to what you said, Jamie, that just like seeing a number on the scale literally would dictate my day, whether or not I would go and do something. And through that just painful journey is where I kind of had to come to the end of myself and really search in, in, under search to understand what my true worth was in Christ through scripture. And 
out of that is where I had the idea to start an Instagram page because my husband was already doing that in that space and evangelizing on social media. And I just felt like it was now my mission to help minister to women in the same issues that I just became entangled in. And um, I've always felt called to women's ministry. And so that's kind of where her true worth started. Um, and then, you know, I just was posting like bite-sized devotionals and different Instagram pictures and, you know, showing up and loving people on that space. And it kind of kept growing. And then in 2018, I just, I was praying and asking God, you know, I, I felt like her true worth needed to be something that had like a, a team behind it. I really felt in my heart, I wanted multiple writers. I wanted just so many different voices to be able to speak to just so many different issues. And that is actually where I met Cass on Instagram again. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Cass and I met. Cass, I'll let you kind of wrap up the end of the story. But I found Cass um, on the Explore feed. It's just randomly. I didn't didn't know her. I had never seen any of her stuff. And she had a post that just stop me in my tracks and pierced my heart. Like you were saying, Jamie, where you just felt like that's what you needed to hear in that moment. And, um, I just felt drawn to her. And so through conversation, you know, she came on to write for her true worth. And then I just kind of felt this like kinship with her and just this strong sisterly bond. And I posed the question and asked her, would you want to lead this with me? And then I can kind of let her explain just from her perspective what that was like, but yeah. Yeah. Now looking back, it was wild how much it foreshadowed so much about the trajectory of where things would end up. Um, I was in Waco, Texas, which for context, I live in Oklahoma City. And uh, I was at a writer's conference learning how to write a book proposal. And I had only been writing publicly for about a year and Britt reached out and asked me if I'd be interested in writing with her. And it was an easy, easy yes. And mm -hmm. I had been serving and writing for several different ministries on a volunteer basis. And Brittany's right. Like we just had an like instant kindred spirit. We understood the, we understood the assignment, you know, like <laughs> we didn't have to explain to each other. She didn't yeah. have to tell me like, it was just understood from the get-go, which was just such a God thing because I had no idea what I was doing. And it was just a really cool thing. And when Britt asked me a few months later if I'd be interested in co-leading with her and, and, you know, leading the charge for the ministry and amplifying the voices of the women that write for us. And I was very hesitant because I felt so much genuine and sincere, like, reverence for what I knew was what was going to be, even though I had neither of us really understood completely. We didn't know that the ministry was going to grow so rapidly, rapidly, sure. but right. to that point, like it had already grown mm -hmm. over a hundred, like 150,000 by that point, just from starting writing with her. So we knew something was happening. And it yeah. was just crazy. And I remember later on talking about writing books because Instagram is very limited, you know, and as much as we love being able to share bite-sized devotionals, we also realized that the issue of worth and identity and surrendering, striving and living unburdened 
has so much more than just the 2000 characters that were allowed to write an Instagram (laughs) caption. And so it's been just such a privilege and and a God dream to be able to work alongside and learn from Brittany. Yeah, I love it. I mean, like I said before, you guys reached right where women are, right where girls are and where their struggles are. And you turn that uh, lie into the truth and what God says in his word about that struggle that we go through. And I think it just, it, it grew because it's so relatable, but that it had the anointing on it. And, um, and God, we all know that God's the one that grows things. And so, um, it's super successful and you have, you both have two books out, Her True Worth and There's Beauty in Your Brokenness, which is a 90 day devotional about surrendering your, your striving, live, how to live unburdened and find your worth in Christ. And I love your mission on how, uh, you're pointing women to what Christ says uh, about our worth and uh, helping us women dilute and uh, just silence the lies that the world will say where we can get our worth and value. And I love that so much about you both and your mission on that. And one of your titles in your book was Living from Worth, Not for it, which boom, right there, drop the mic, love it. Uh, so can you share with us the importance of knowing and understanding that our worth comes from Christ? Cause I know some of us just struggle with that. Like w- why are we worthy in Christ? When we understand and internalize what Jesus did for us, we can then come to realize that we don't have to strive to earn our value and our worth to him because it's intrinsically tied to our identity in him. And Cass and I always say, and I know it's in our book, the ultimate measuring stick of your worth to God and his love for you is Jesus on the cross. Um, and, and we do have several ways in the book that we can, that we explain to our readers how to live from, our worth and not for it. And one of them being is that we need to acknowledge our true source of our worth. We need to understand that our worth isn't based on our accomplishments, our looks, and I'm saying that to myself, or even popularity on social media or at school or at college or any other worldly standards that we can become entrapped in because it's tangible. It's in front of us. So it's very easy to grab a hold of those things to satisfy our worth. But we know that those things change. They waver. But God is unwavering and our worth comes from him. And he created us in his image and loves us unconditionally. And he is unchanging and unwavering. So we can anchor our worth and value in in him because it, it doesn't change when it's in him. Another thing is that we can shift from focusing on not doing, not striving to earn. And Cass, I I love her teaching on this. Um, She's actually the one that wrote this phrase, living from our worth and not for it. Cass, I'd love for you to kind of share on that because this this is a great teaching that she shares. Yeah, I think that 
absolutely for us women of all all ages and stages of life that we whether it's directly or indirectly we pick up this message that our worth needs to be earned and that it can be revoked and and i love that Brittany says that it's not up for grabs uh and it's so true because we in so many ways we learn that who we are is like Britt says doing Mm-hmm. But truly who we are is done. It's the mm-hmm. completed work on the cross. Yes. And, and, and that, is, that is the most pivotal shifting point for us is that if we can live our lives from a moment to moment, breath by breath, acknowledgement that it's, the pressure is off, that we do not have to work to obtain our worth, but rather that we receive it by grace through faith that no man or woman should boast when we live securely in that truth then we're able to live from that worth instead of for it and we no longer have to earn it we're able to live knowing that it's not earned yeah and and that's good news yeah it's good news for all of us because we have been told the direct opposite like you said jamie it's that pain point it's that lie and we're turning it on its head and we're saying no here's the promise here's the truth right here is that god is with you and for you that your worth is secure in him that your identity is in him and that when everything changes all of these things that we've already alluded to whether it's our mistakes our relationships our roles responsibilities our jobs all of these things that we equate value with that measure worth Mm -hmm. none of those things will stay the same but god alone does and so why not agree with the one who will never change his mind about us yeah and it's so freeing when we like get that and grasp that and live that out Sometimes we can struggle with, uh, I think, accepting that unconditional love of Christ. So let's touch a little bit on that, because I think most of us can look back at maybe past mistakes. Uh, We dwell on that. We dwell on negative thoughts. We dwell on our physical appearance, Um, you know, just the negative narrative that maybe we just go on spin cycle with. How can we really know the value? How can we know God's unconditional love Mm -hmm. for us? What could you encourage us with? And this is, that's a good question. And it's a real struggle to be able to accept unconditional love. And it's one that I still often struggle with in my own walk is how essential it is to remember that God's love isn't dependent on anything that we do or don't do. And it never will be like Cass said. He will never look at our past mistakes and flinch at the idea of being able to use us for the future, for his purposes and his glory. In fact, scripture says that he has a plan to prosper us, a plan for our future. And he doesn't look at our inward thoughts and think that we're trash because of the way that our minds might get swept up in negativity. That's why we're 
told in scripture to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ, which is a direct invitation from the Lord to partner with him in every aspect of our being, because he is the vine. And apart from him, we can do nothing. Um, I'm a list gal and I love bullet points. So if you're listening and you're a journaler or a note taker, I want to give you a few tips for accepting God's unconditional love into your heart, even if you feel unworthy of it. And the first one would be understanding grace. The beauty of the gospel is the concept of grace, the unmerited, undeserved, and unearned favor of God. It's not about what we've done again, but what Christ has done for us. So I encourage you to meditate on Ephesians 2, 8, 2, 8 through 9. Another thing would be to, through the power of the Holy Spirit and through intimate time with God, surrender your past to him. Let go of those mistakes. It's crucial to understanding your worth and in, in your in your worth to him that doesn't waver. You might not always feel like you're worthy of God's love, but scripture tells us to walk by faith, not a, not by sight, which could also be our emotions. And to remember the promise that we have in 2 Corinthians 5:17 that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person and that he doesn't hold your past against you and neither should we. And the last thing I would say, which is one that I have to do every single day, is changing your inner self-talk. We have to pay attention to the way that we're speaking to ourselves. If we're always putting ourselves down and comparing ourselves, I'm sorry, comparing ourselves to others, we will struggle to feel worthy. So try to replace that negative self talk with affirmations of God's love for you through scripture. And I love, Jamie, the example that you gave um, on your scale. And like, if you have to do that to put the word of God into a situation where you're very tempted to believe a lie, then do that. It really does make such a big difference. Yeah. And remembering God's forgiveness. Jesus forgives and it's tossed from the east to the west. Yes. And he forgets it. Like he does not remember it. He forgives and he doesn't remember it. And just reminding ourselves that too, like just helps us with knowing how much he really loves us and how it's beyond mm our understanding too, you know, it's like, you know, deeper than the sea, his love for us. And so yeah. just trying to wrap our minds around that is incredible in itself. And he created us in his image and what he did for us on the cry on the cross. That is his love for us yeah. is so deep. And so I wanted to touch on what you guys said about embracing your brokenness, because uh, I think this is just something that people can struggle with. Uh, but I think for most of us, we want to hide and run <laughs> in our brokenness, right? And not embrace it. So when you, when you both were talking about embracing your brokenness, what does that mean? Because you tie it into the fullness of Christ and the purpose in our life. So, so how can we uh, turn that into something sweet? So I think it's important for us to acknowledge in Isaiah 64, 6, where it says that even our best attempts at righteousness is but filthy rags 
to comparison to God's glory. And I think that that sounds like a downer, but it's truly so much freedom. It's the best relief. thing because, because it should be a huge relief because that means that even in our best attempts, it's not enough, which means it was never up to us. It was never God. God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. He would never place anything ill-fitting or heavy upon us. And that's in Matthew. And, and, and I think that that's Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 29. And I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that our brokenness, our need for a savior is actually a beautiful, redemptive thing, because that means we're not responsible for saving ourselves because we've already established we are incapable of doing so. And if we can't save ourselves, we're also not responsible for saving others. We are able to live our lives freely, embracing our brokenness. It's so important for us to acknowledge our limitations are not liabilities. The fact that we have human valuable limitations means that we have a strong sustaining and sovereign savior we are able to rely upon him and in our weakness he is made strong if we avoid our brokenness if we avoid those weaknesses those limitations those pain points in our lives then we are denying ourselves the wonderful freedom of finding wholeness in christ we cannot find wholeness if we are avoiding our brokenness and it's such a beautiful thing because we then who are redeemed, we who are healed, we who find our wholeness in Christ are then able to show others that way. We're able to show freedom. It's contagious and it looks good on everyone. Freedom begots freedom. Yeah. So when we live free, when we live whole, then we're able to invite other people to do so. That's the power of the testimony by the blood of the lamb, right? Is this is where I was That's right? and this is where I yes. am. And he alone brought me there. Yeah, I love it. Okay, let's jump to what you guys wrote in chapter 23 about the addiction of self-affirmation. I think this is just a must that we should talk about and how can we... Uh, break free from this culture, culture of affirmation to find the true affirmation in our relationship with Jesus, because let's just face it, like every day, you know, it's in our nature to maybe grasp on things that are outside of Christ in this world to affirm that, you know, oh, I'm getting, um, you know, my confidence in that or, you know, my my value in this. And so how can we break free from that idol of self-affirmation from what the culture is constantly feeding us so that we can just stand steadfast in the true affirmation that we find in Jesus? Yeah, I think we can know when it's you centered when we are relying on like having that ex excessive reliance on that external validation which we've come to define as being affirmation addiction um and we talk about that in our book that when we are excessively relying on those around us to affirm us we have a very like affirming culture and these messages of 
your self-worth being, you know, based on the likes and the follows and the possessions and your achievements. Um, it's important to know that that excessive reliance is drawing us away from the power of scripture and what God is saying of us in scripture. And when we understand that our source of worth, again, like we've talked about throughout this whole episode, it doesn't come from external validation. It doesn't come from being accepted by the people around us or their opinions. It comes from God who created us and loves us deeply. And that is right in essence, the foundation of our, of our identity and our affirmation. Yeah, that's so good. And that reminds me of Galatians 1.10. Are, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? Because affirmation addiction is rooted in people pleasing, which Brittany and I are both recovering people pleasers. And it, I love how Galatians 1.10 reminds us, like if we were still trying to please people, we would not be servants of Christ. Right. And, and so something to remember, too, about healthy affirmation and how to live affirmed instead of seeking affirmation, so seeking approval, is four things. One, like Brittany just brilliantly said, healthy affirmation begins and ends with God. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. Secondly is healthy affirmation is not deterred by rejection. Now, rejection does sting, and we are actually guaranteed that we will be more likely to be rejected than accepted on this side of heaven. Rejection is the opposite of affirmation. So in order for us to live affirmed in Christ, we need to remember that we will be rejected on this side of heaven, and we need to be okay. We need to know that their acceptance is not the final say. Three is healthy affirmation practices, relational equity. So important for us to understand that we cannot allow people who do not know us, know our hearts and do life with us to speak into our lives. Not only is it unwise, but it is dangerous. And so if we wouldn't allow someone that we don't know on the internet, for example, to speak into our lives, then why do we care so deeply to be affirmed by them? It's almost a gut check, right? Because we need to be mindful of who yeah. we're allowing to speak into our lives. Because if our if our value and our worth rises and falls upon these strangers' opinions, that's a dangerous ground. And also, it's exhausting. That's an exhausting way to live. Right. And fourth one is healthy affirmation is willing to be misunderstood. There are going to be people who do not understand you. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have permission to be misunderstood because God knows you. He knows your heart. And if you live your life constantly explaining yourself to people who are committed to not understanding you, you are wasting your energy and you are allowing your heart to be torn down by those who will not care for it. Mm, I love that. All four points. So good, Cassie. So let's jump in uh, this last question that I had for you guys. I'm just going to tie it into two questions into one. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think it's very challenging for us uh, to trust God's plan, especially when something unfolds a different way than we thought it would go. Uh, This happens time and time with me. And then, 
you kind of get a setback like, whoa, Lord, I thought it was going to go this way. I thought this was your plan going this way. And then it goes a completely different direction. So how can we find peace and trusting God's plan when it's difficult to understand where he's taking you from where you thought you were going and then also bring bring some encouragement to us with uh how to reach get god's comfort and solace through just those difficult seasons and i think we can go through those difficult hard days and seasons and tie them into okay trusting god's plan so i kind of wrapped a couple questions into one i can go ahead and answer um, the first part of this so um Trusting in God's plan can really be a challenging thing, and mainly because we don't always know what the outcome is going to be, especially when we're in the middle of difficult circumstances or when things don't go as we had hoped, right? We always know that when we don't go as as we hope, he has something greater. He always does. So we can find peace in trusting that his plan is achievable. Um, I always like to use the parade analogy, which I... Um, I got from this book, I'll have to, uh, send it to you, Jamie, if you wanted to link it somehow, but it's, um, talks about how God's timing is not linear, linear, like we see it. So we live in the, in the present, we remember the past and we think of the future, right? But God's, God's timing, he doesn't see time and events as they come like we do. He sees the whole parade. So it's like when you're in the middle of a parade, you see the things pass by, like the different floats and the events that are in the parade. But God, he sees the beginning, the middle, and the end simultaneously. And I always try to remember that when I am in the midst of rough circumstances that, man, I don't know what the future holds here. I don't know what the outcome necessarily is, but I serve a God who does. And I serve a God who is sovereign and he can see all of it. And so what helps me is understanding that about him and knowing his character, right? The Bible consistently reveals to us that God is loving and he's good and he is faithful to his people. He's faithful to the nation of Israel. Remembering who God is can help us to trust his plan every time we don't understand it or it's difficult to know. Um, And again, it, it invites us to remember his faithfulness, to kind of look back and ask yourself, look at to to ask god to show you times in your life where he has been faithful i i can't look at any point in my life and say to myself god was not faithful there he has been faithful through and through from the start of my life to this moment and he will continue to be faithful and so you know dial back time and ask yourself like what are those moments that i need to remember and recall his faithfulness and remember how he's guided you through previous trials, right? And has br- brought about breakthrough when you've prayed for it. I remember all sorts of stuff that I just pleaded with God on my knees and asked for breakthrough in. And it didn't come necessarily right away. But like Cass says, one wound at a time, Get God healing one wound at a time is still healing. And bringing you through one trial at a time still reveals his faithfulness. Something that I love that Brittany alluded to is Romans 8, 28. And it's the concept that 
God does indeed work all things according to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I think that as believers, we can misunderstand or misinterpret that scripture to mean for us, which I get it because same sees that God works everything according to my good mm-hmm. and that it's going to be good right here, right now. And, and, and the truth is that it's for the good, the collective good. And we may not always understand the hard and the heavy on this side of heaven. We're not mm-hmm. promised understanding. And, and our understanding is not a prerequisite, prerequisite for his goodness. Our mm-hmm. circumstances can be hard and heavy. They can be confusing. We can be promised trouble on this side of heaven, but fear not because he has overcome the world. We are pressed, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we can trust in him, even through the hard and the heavy. And things, quite honestly, don't always turn out the way that we'd hoped for. But our hope is secure because it's immovable, because it's in him always through the good and the bad. He is so good. Yeah, he is. Thanks, Cass. Yes, anchored in him. I love it. Okay. I love to finish off our time together with a takeaway. So do each of you want to share something that uh, our friend here that's listening can ponder on or take action in? Um, If you don't mind, Jamie, I was wondering if I could at the end of this, just invite anybody who's listening that isn't sure if they've given their heart to the Lord to be sure if you don't mind. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you are in a state of brokenness yourself, you're in a state of constantly looking for external sources to reveal your worth and your value. And you might even be unsure that you've given your heart to the Lord and you feel that tug on your heart. I want to help you get sure. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so if this is you, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you broken. I admit to you, God, that I need saving and I cannot save myself. I need your son, Jesus. I need the free gift of salvation that he's given me. Lord, right now I declare and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I believe, Lord, that you, God, that you raised him from the dead. I thank you that it's not by what I do or what I've done or where I've been, but what Jesus did for me on the cross. And so, Lord, I just give my life to you, Lord Jesus. And and I ask that you come into my heart and into my life and make me new. Heal my brokenness. Heal my wounds. In Jesus name and if you had prayed that prayer for the first time I have it on my heart to send you a Bible so if you have prayed that for the first time just email me I'm in the show notes you can find my email on my website so I will personally send you a, a Bible um, so Britt and Cass where can people find you and connect with you and get your amazing book the devotional and your 
uh, book book called Her True Worth. I need to make sure I say this short link correctly because yes. every time I say it out loud, I feel like I'm telling someone the wrong thing and it's just terrifying. I'm so sorry. I just want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> okay. So you can find Britt and I at Her True Worth on all social media. Uh, you can also find Britt over at Britt Mayer and Cass over at Cassandra L. Spear. And you can find our book, Beauty, There's Beauty in Your Brokenness at hertrueworth.com slash beauty. And it is also available wherever books are sold. And if you're interested in our first book, Her True Worth, you can find that anywhere books are sold as well. Barnes and Noble, um, Amazon. I'm an Amazon gal. I mainly order my stuff on Amazon. So exactly. It comes pretty quick too. So yeah. And here it is for you guys on YouTube and Spotify where it's video. It's so pretty. And then there's the devotional right there. Yes, yeah. Oh, so cool. God is good. Congrats. Yes, he is so good and so faithful. Thank you so much, yeah. you two, for coming on here and sharing truth with She Speaks Life uh, friends and community. And love everything you're doing. And know that God is going to share this message far and wide. So mm-hmm. thanks, Britt and Cass, for coming on here. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. It was an honor. Thank you so much for listening today. And I trust that God has encouraged you through this story. Did you know this podcast is on YouTube? Hop on there and subscribe and you can see a live recording of each episode. And for more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com. That's J-A-Y-M-E elizabeth.com and let's connect beyond this podcast by going to my instagram handle jamie elizabeth she speaks life or facebook until next time my friend i hope god reveals himself through your own life story